Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Here comes the app, a brand new app of the HBO Max Movie Club. Everyone get this. I'm Matt Rogers and I host this damn thing. And I have been for weeks. Thank you for joining me yet again. This is going to be a good one, y'all. This is going to be a good one because it's Father of the Bride. It's out now. Actually, as of right now. And it stars Andy Garcia, Gloria Estefan, Adria Arjona, Isabella Merced, Diego Bonetta, and the one and only Chloe Feynman. A friend of mine. Sorry to brag. But it's true. <laughs> it's simply true. So for those of you who are not familiar, this actually is a little bit of a reboot. This is a little bit of a franchise. This is the newest installment of Father of the Bride. It's actually the fourth iteration of this film. The original is with Spencer Tracy, Elizabeth Taylor, and Joan Bennett. And it introduced audiences to the concept that every father sort of undergoes an inner crisis when his daughter says she plans to get married. Does it still ring true today? Is this sort of something that happens in every culture, depending on what the situation is between father and daughter? Seems likely. And I think this film is going to explore that conflict. There was also a 1990s version, Father of the Bride 1 and 2. It did so well the first time it got a little bit of a sequel with comedy icons and acting legends Steve Martin and Diane Keaton. This movie was iconic. It actually was directed and written by Nancy Myers herself iconic romantic comedy creator and lifestyle curator if you are a woman in your middle age who really wants to explore the idea of like renovating a kitchen island you know what i mean this film that 1990s version that was actually this is an original interesting fact this is kieran culkin's first speaking role and now he talks a little bit too much on succession an hbo fan favorite And get this, Kimberly Williams Paisley is only Kimberly Williams Paisley because a country superstar named Brad Paisley, sorry, yes, I do know country music and not just pop because gay, watched this film, Father of the Bride, the 1990s version, and said, okay, hold on, I'm a little interested in that one. As a result of like pretty much falling in love with First Sight with this incredible actress, he said, let me cast her in my music video. So as a result of watching this film, Kimberly Williams Paisley was cast in Brad Paisley's video and she became his wife later on. This is Romance, The House Down. And they've been married for almost two decades, people. Hollywood royalty, Nashville royalty, more like. Well, I don't know where they live. And if I did know, I wouldn't tell you, stalkers. So this movie is also notable for examining the fact that this is a Cuban family and a Mexican family coming together. And the director, Gaz Alazraki, had a really interesting quote about this. He said, 
When I was invited to reimagine Father of the Bride, it made me, a Mexican who has recently relocated with my family to the U.S., think about how culturally distant my prospective future son-in-law or daughter-in-law might be. I realized that when you move to this country, you come searching for better opportunities, but you don't necessarily consider how much your traditions might fade as your children grow up here. So this is really adding to that theme of the traditional versus the modern, and we see that in the conflict between Andy Garcia and his daughter in the film. Today on the pod, I am joined by the one and only comedian extraordinaire, Danielle Perez. And we're going to be diving into this one right now, baby. Okay, here comes the bride. More like here comes the absolute legend, Danielle Perez. What the hell is up? Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here. Um, First of all, how are you doing? What the hell? I'm doing great. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's summer in Los Angeles. Ooh. Honey, pools are open. We're pools swimming. are open. Oh, the heat is dry, and we're we're ready to go. And 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 we got great flicks on HBO Max. If we want to get into the AC of it all, and sort I know, of, stay cool. Yeah, honey, I have central AC. It's staying 72 degrees in here constantly. Exactly. Honestly, like the movie obviously takes place in Miami, and I'm like, couldn't be me. I just can't deal with the humidity, <laughs> especially a wedding in the humidity. Is- Ugh. Okay, that's that is crazy because um, I my family is from the Dominican Republic, so I yeah. grew up every summer going to Miami. Yeah, and I did not know until <laughs> this is obviously very tragic, but my grandma was dying, and it was like January, and I went, and I was like, oh, it's like very nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> The temperature is very cool and breezy. It's like, oh, I understand what a snowbird is now. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> I'd only experienced the terrible humidity. <laughs> My parents snowbird from Long Island down in, um, well, Clearwater, Florida, which is a whole other vibe. But I'm like, if we're going to go to a Floridian city, mama, at least let's go to Miami where we can party or Orlando where we can ride some damn rides. Wait, Clearwater as in like... Sci-Tai psychology. Town. Very that. <laughs> I mean, <Woo>! deeply. Um, <laughs> but, but also, it's just like it, it really is like such a Miami such a fun party vibe and like whenever you go down there I remember the first time I ever went down there it was like South Beach and like neon lights baby and if you walk if you walk even a step outside of whatever institution on that street you're gonna you're gonna be given cocaine does anyone oh, yes. need cocaine mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the thing about um Miami is that like growing up in LA yeah People, like, if I traveled or something and people are like, what's it like, like, living in L.A.? It's like, I think people have this idea of what L.A. is and what you're thinking of is Miami. Yeah, That is not Los Angeles. 100%. (laughs) Now, listen, here's the thing about this film. It's a a straight-up remake. Are you familiar with the remake, with the original, rather, with uh, Ms. Keaton and Mr. Martin? I am familiar with the original. And I love that they really just took it in a whole new direction. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't just like a a straight remake. It is a whole new take. Yeah, yeah. So what were your impressions of the movie? I'm curious to hear what you thought. Oh, my God. Okay. Andy Garcia, we love. We love Andy Uh, Garcia. Still hot, too. Still hot, but definitely giving us viejito. You know what I mean? It's like he's he's aged (laughs) and he's rugged and they're not afraid to show it, but still hot. I mean, daddy vibes, literally. The father of the bride, more like daddy of the bride. Daddy Daddy of of this podcast host. (laughs) Oh my God, Gloria Stefan. You know, I have not seen her act in a movie in a really long time. And she's just so funny and so cute. Yeah, probably since like Music of the Heart. Remember that one years ago? Oh my God, with, with Dolly Parton? Meryl Streep. <gasps> Wait, what? Uh, 
So there's a movie years ago that Gloria Estefan was in. She plays like the principal of like, uh, okay, it's very like Meryl Streep was playing a white savior. Wait, Queen Latifah. Am I crazy? No, I think you're thinking of Joyful Noise. Oh my God, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, you know, a, a movie about a, a just a team of uh, ragtag uh, musical people who just want to yes. do it. <laughs> Well, listen, spiritually, I would say yes. And I would say, actually, in terms of Gloria Estefan, like, actually one of the better musical icons turned actresses, I think. You forget that Gloria is like, she's got the real chemistry with Andy, Mm -hmm. and she's got, she's giving you comedy, and she's giving you gravitas. She really is. She's giving that depth. Yeah. Because she wants, yeah. the, she wants the divorce. She wants a divorce. And, you know, people will have to you know, see how that plays out in the film, which is, you know, out streaming now on HBO Max. <laughs> but I would say, like, she often gets forgotten in the conversation of, like, true musical icons, I think, because, mm-hmm. like, uh, she's not, like, out there all the time now. But she's got her Red Table Talk, which we love. Oh, my God. Do you ever watch her Red Table Talk? <laughs> I have not seen her Red Table Talk. This is what... What? So yeah, she's she, so there's obviously the famous Jada Pinkett Smith Red Table Talk, and then yes. there's there's one yes. called Red Table Talk streaming on Facebook. Facebook Watch, sorry, HBO Max, <laughs> but um, then there's Red Table Talk the Estefans, and it's like Gloria Estefan is the Jada. Yes, Gloria Estefan is multimedia. Oh, I had no idea that she like was pivoting in that way, giving us oh, 100%. a Red Table Talk like her own series Estefans like I didn't even know that the Red Table Talk had franchised in that way oh yeah no we're Jada's making her money off of it for sure she's like she's 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 cornering the market as is Gloria Estefan do you have a favorite Gloria bop here's the thing is like I know these songs because they play like at every family function that I go to but like (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's giving block party soundtrack (laughs) of my my childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's one of those things. It's like it's like so the score of all of our lives that like you. But I've been for some reason I don't really know why, but I have been listening to conga so much lately. For some reason, it's like really re-entered the public consciousness for me. And and by public consciousness, I mean my private consciousness. I'm just like really listening to it, and it is a banger. It's a banger. It's a bop. Just on repeat. I mean. Oh, God. And it's summer. It's such a summertime jam, you it's know? It's a summertime jam. Also, the thing in Turn the Beat Around is when she goes, because when the guitar player starts playing with a syncopated rhythm with a scratch, 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 makes me want to move my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like she's actually doing a syncopated rhythm, and that is actually huge. You know, to employ that musical genius and the lyrics at the same time makes me want to move my body. Yeah, 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 to be quite honest. I move my body. Yeah, 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 right now. <laughs> You did an amazing, you did an amazing Gloria Stefan. <laughs> Thank you. And that's really what I'm striving to do on this podcast. I think I earned <laughs> the nomination with that one. Um, <laughs> so are you a wedding person? Are you someone who's like, let's let's celebrate love? Or are you sort of like, come on, girl? I mean, I, here's the thing. <laughs> I love a party. I love any excuse yes, to party. Yes, I know and... that about you. <laughs> You know, and if you're going to get married, sure, let's celebrate love. But I love a wedding. I love a party. I love a drunk aunt, a fun uncle. You know, I love it all. (laughs) What's the best wedding? What's the best wedding song? I don't know if it's the best wedding song, but I feel like Bruno Mars has been a real Ugh. big wedding anthem. You know what I mean? I literally, I was at the last wedding I was at, they had a live band doing Bruno Mars. <laughs> I was like, this is oh insane. Oh my God. This a, is live band, a live band at a wedding, that is actually really 
clutch. It's a real, it was a throwback. I was like, oh, this is a real, you guys are getting, okay, you're bringing out yeah. the big guns, not just a yeah. DJ. Anyone can press play. Because then the, the thing, the thing too is like when, you, when you're at a wedding and there's a live band, the singer has to be able to do it all. And I was at yes. my friend Alex's wedding the other, like a couple of years ago, and this singer, they, she started playing "Since You've Been Gone" from by Kelly Clarkson, and I was like, okay, so she thinks she has the vocals. And Damn. when I tell you this live band with this wedding singer was slaying Kelly Clarkson, like belting high F sharps, like truly giving Kelly a run for her money, and the wedding was. You hate to say it, but absolutely lit. That's the thing about a live band, a yeah. live singer. They got to bring it. They are on. They are on the whole time. On the whole time. I love it. I love when there's like an MC for the wedding too. Have you experienced you that? Would, you would be a fantastic wedding MC. I would love to be a wedding MC. <laughs> Have you ever been an officiant? I've not. I've you not would be an iconic efficient. Okay, thank you. I'm gonna take this. This is going to. I'm gonna add that to my to my resume as yeah a, something I can do and for qualifications say that Matt Rogers said so. <laughs> You're gonna add it to your special skills for the, well, and actually I am I am a know how on this because I actually was just asked by my sister to officiate her wedding, which will also be a Florida wedding. Oh my God, that's not so fun in Miami sweet. like this one in this film, Father of the Bride, streaming now on HBO Max. But it will be a Saint Petersburg, so Clearwater adjacent wedding, and I'll try to I'll try to bring some LA to it. You know what I mean? Bring some LA <laughs> to it. Oh, I love. Oh my God, bring some New York energy. That's so sweet. Oh, that's so nice to officiate the wedding. It's gonna be cute. Um, okay, so Andy Garcia's attitude in this movie too much, or are you or, or are you on his side? <sighs> Honestly, okay, it's just it's. It's too much, but I very much believe it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I feel like knowing, like, my dad's, my dad's really sweet. I'm not saying he's, like, giving Andy Garcia like he would throw a hissy fit or anything like that. But. <laughs> that. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, the whole scene when they sit down and, she, you know, she finds him at, like, the Domino's tables and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. and he's with all of his friends and it's like, they're just, you know. They puff out their chest, that machismo, that, yep, you yep, know, yep. Cubano, just like, no one's going to tell me. I worked myself from the bottom. And, yeah. you know, that's, I I definitely, I know that. I know that energy. Yeah, yeah no, for <laughs> sure. And also, there, I think there's something also to the fact when Andy Garcia, who's like, he's a handsome man, you know, he's <laughs> and he's like, he's puffing up his chest, like you said. And then he sees that. Not only is his daughter getting married, which would which would like, you know, make any like dad like sort of puff up, but she's marrying Diego Boneda, who is so hot. And that has to do something to a dad when you see that your like daughter's fiance is probably putting it down. Damn, wow. Not for oh my nothing. God. Wow, didn't even think about that. Ooh. If you're a dad and you and you see like you know your your daughter's fiance and he's like a chump, you're like yeah okay whatever. But when you when you when like there's a new capital M a man in the life, I get I get it. It's real lion versus lion. <laughs> a, you know, a young cub approaching a, an old an old king. <laughs> Someone's getting thrown off a cliff. It's giving a lion fight. But yeah, no, her her um, fiance is so cute. He's so cute. So cute, and she's gorgeous too. She, she is. was beautiful. And also, what what did you think of her proposing to him? Is this something you can see yourself doing? 
oh no, no i'm sorry <laughs> no that's no. where i get traditional too i'm like girl come on don't get on your knees no, not for that girl. not i know exactly not for that it's like there's so many other better ways to get on your knees for <laughs> things to do on your knees and i'm fine with all that but not to ask for your hand in man <laughs> that's degrading <laughs> no no yeah no that's so it seems like her age is like definitely like mid twenties, right? Yeah, she, it was and giving it was giving young bride, young bride, and it's just so. I guess like that's the thing. Like in twenty twenty two, I I know people that are like getting married in like their thirties. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's so. It's like why? Why the rush? Non traditional. I mean, we see that in the film. The themes. She just. She's like, you're not going to tell me what to do. You raised me to be an independent thinker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now that you you created me, now love me as I am. Period. Um, what do we think of Chloe Feynman in the film? Sort of oh coming in and doing Obsessed. her absolute capital T thing. She killed it. She killed it. She's so fucking funny. I love it. I love, like, immediately when she, like, enters, like, with her assistant. She's... Yeah. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I love when, like, Andy Garcia, like, he... he he's, like, such a dad. He, like, doesn't even say girl boss. He's, like, boss boss lady or something yeah like. boss lady yeah he's like you're a you're a, a, a woman boss like he's yeah kind of, he I know no oh, he's your woman boss empower her yeah I love I truly love in any of these well not not to mention another movie coming out but I love when um SNL cast members get to like play real fun parts outside of SNL because you know you see Chloe every week like kill it on that show and then to see her mm-hmm. get a big part like this I just I love it and honestly like oh, yeah in terms of like great character actors, it's nice to see her like like take her place as one of them because this is one of those roles in a movie that like you know if you're like a young kid like and you want to be like a comedy actor you exe- you do want to play that part like I always gravitate towards those fun supporting parts like you know the lead sometimes can be a little boring sometimes it's like do you want to be the to play the daughter or do you want to play the fun wedding planner I mean come on now. Yeah, you want to play the fun wedding planner, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly like what you mean like. When I was young and, like, I first saw Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, it's like, yeah. you know, Janine Garofalo, like, those small little parts. Like, <laughs> even Alan Cumming. Yeah, like, it's yeah like- you want to be the Janine Garofalo or the Alan Cumming because, <laughs> you know, you come in, you get your laughs, you go sit. You're probably not, like, sitting there all day on set. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, you get to fun in and make the – I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, I do stand-up. I like to make the jokes. Yeah, exactly. Like to make the jokes. Now, we have some hot takes on this film. I've went to Twitter, which, you know, is always a risk. That is. Danielle, but I did it. So this comes from Vinny S. And he says, the Broadway poster for Wicked clearly ripped off the movie poster for Father of the Bride and no one is talking about it. Have you ever seen the movie poster for the, for, for the other Father of the Bride where it's like a whisper moment? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now thinking about, like, actually understanding those visuals now, it's like this is... <laughs> It's theft. That is toxic. Oh, my God. They are calling. They're calling them out. (laughs) Steve Martin, just like a toxic evil. Are you born wicked or is wickedness thrust upon you? Honestly, it's a a conflict. It's something to talk about. Also, do you remember? Did did you ever see Father of the Bride Part 2, which was the sequel? Okay, so you know what happens in that? What goes down in that movie is she has a baby. 
So, okay. so, so the the daughter now now Steve Martin's conflict is, oh, not only is this woman married and my daughter, I had to get over that, but she's having a baby, and so there we go. And at the same time, his wife, played by Diane Keaton, also gets pregnant, which is wow. the big twist in the film. Diane Keaton pregnant. The miracle of IVF. <laughs> <laughs> not even they got they just got like pregnant. Also, right now on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, there's a. Did you, did you watch Housewives of Beverly Hills? I do, but I I only saw the um, the first episode. Well, on the second episode, you find out that Senella Diana Jenkins is has gotten pregnant at 48 years old, and she has had a baby. And I was like, the miracle Whoa. of science. Truly, they are giving us a whole new generation of children yeah. who will have geriatric parents, and yes, I love it. I <laughs> I love that because I think that handicap parking will expand. Yeah. We're going to make it easier for the doll. Yeah, they're going to make it easier for me to get around town. Because <laughs> they're like, we're going to be petitioning their local Whole Foods. It's like, we need more spaces. Oh, I love it. I can't take my daughter grocery shopping. <laughs> okay, so here's another hot take about the film. Okay, Roman Q says, quote, Throwing a bouquet is the Chekhov's gun of marriage films. Now, I don't think this person understands what a Chekhov's gun is. I don't think I'm as someone who saw Uncle Vanya recently. There we go. Check off. Yeah, <laughs> the bouquet always happens at the end. Yeah, hun. Unless it's like <laughs> a rom com where it starts with a bouquet toss, which is a very limited number of rom. One hundred percent. And also, so okay, we all know what happens with. Uh, that's not that. Uh, that's not a check. But but it, but it does sort of get me thinking. So let's just say you're in a small crowd and the bouquet is mm-hmm. thrown and it's headed your way. Do you sort mm-hmm. of go? I'm going to receive or do you say I'm going to knock the shit out of the way? I don't need and I don't need any sort of like, you know, superstition telling me what I'm going to do with my romantic life. I'm pulling a Sex in the City season one <laughs> and uh, watching it fall to the ground and walking away. Yes, 100%. <laughs> While sipping my cocktail. <laughs> yeah, y'all can deal with that. Honestly, right. watching the, the depictions of in movies of like the carnage that happens when yes. a bouquet is thrown. Honestly, first of all, ladies, you've done your makeup all nice. You've done your hair. You've, you've gotten together in the garment. Like, don't ruin it. Don't tussle. You're going to risk it all to just play like you're in the NFL for a f- bunch of flowers? Yeah, truly. Truly. Well, oh, my God. One thing that is funny, like my – the first wedding I remember going to was my cousin's. I was like 13. And she got a photograph back from the, you know, the photographer at the wedding. Her sister, her older sister who was not married – at the bouquet toss, she was, like, elevated. We're talking, like, three feet off the ground trying to catch this. <laughs> it was a very, like, in-action sports photo where she is, like, dying. Just, like, the cover it. of Sports <laughs> Illustrated, like, has yes. basically the, the photographer should just come to this wedding and see the, see the dolls sort of just, like, jump, leap, flip, turn it, yes. trying to get this bouquet. <laughs> and for what? Like, to marry your, like, sort of, like, what, this, like, limp dick guy you brought to the wedding? Come on now. Yeah, who still hasn't proposed? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Dump him. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm 32, so that means all my all my girlfriends from high school are starting to get married now. And mm-hmm. it was just so funny mm-hmm. because there was the first one that got married, and then you felt this, like, energy around the rest of the girls. Like, it was like... The ripple effect. The ripple effect. Like, the anxiety of, like, now I'm looking at you. And it's like, it's going to be your time. So now I'm going to two weddings. Last year it was two. Last year it was also two. It's just like, it's now getting to the point where there's like eight girls in my friend group. And I think six of them are now married or getting married. And it's just like the final two are like, okay, 
what the fuck? It's now or never. The feeling of the anxiety. They're feeling it. And they, and the thing is, it's like they have all of these other weddings to compare it to. Yeah. So it's like, it's got to be different. Mm-hmm. I don't want to rip anyone off. No. It's got to be unique. Yeah. We got to go bigger, harder. <laughs> bigger, harder, faster. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, Stronger. What, bigger, harder, faster. What's the most like ornate wedding you've been to? Have you ever been to like one that you were like, holy fucking shit. How did this, how did this happen? Oh my God. My cousin actually had a pretty Popped off. out of control wedding. Yeah. It was in, in New York mm-hmm. in Dumbo. They, nice. He had like a whole warehouse space. that was like transformed. It was like the wedding ceremony and then. They like moved us to a different part while they transformed it to the dining room. But it, we were talking multiple dresses. I literally have like a lucite cutout of my name that served as like my nameplate. Uh huh. On the like, <laughs> not a lucite charger. cutout. <laughs> yes, I'm talking like you know well, customized yeah. like lucite stirs like. Yeah, chargers and then the plate and then the napkin and the menu and my name cut out in Lucite and like... Yeah. It was insane. It was like truly like this is... Everyone lives in New York. Like pretty much most... Like her, she's born and raised in New York. Mm-hmm. He was born and raised in New York. Like I, I didn't re- I didn't understand why there needed to be so much opulence on like these very tiny details. Because we're going to do all that, go abroad. Yeah, that's exactly right. right. I feel like it, it's so interesting to see where the money goes because it is and it mm-hmm. is so many small things to think about. Like you think, oh, I'm going to yes. get married. Like my sister actually today is looking at, looking at wedding dresses and um, uh, <gasps> down in Florida. And it's like, it's not just the dress and it, it's it's the food. It's the, the like, you know, napkin arrangement. It's all these things like yes. actually having to sit there and actually think about what past apps are going to be at the wedding. That would be my favorite mm-hmm. part. Like, I want to know what, what the Swedish meatballs are giving. I want to know about the spring rolls. What are your past apps that you want at your wedding? Ooh, past apps that I like. I, you know what I really love? I love like, um, a past app in a, um, and like a silver, a uh, single serving spoon. You oh know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So there's like a tuna tartare yes. or something like that, or like a ceviche. Yes, we or, love a ceviche. You know what I mean? Like some, yeah, I like that in a single serving spoon. I feel like that's a really nice past app. Sliders. Yeah, sliders are fun, but you know what? I'm an LA girl. <gasps> I would love like post to have like the in and out truck. Oh, you know? I'm kind of iconic. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, that is good. That is something to look forward to. In and out being at the at the event is probably huge. That's actually the fun part for me is like the details, but then it's just kind of like But those are the details that like add up and make it just make you go touching. Crazy. Like literally any little thing where, oh, we want our, our initials monogrammed on this and no. it's like the up like it's all I follow, like even like the invitations. <gasps> I follow this woman on Instagram that does like custom hand embossing. Yeah. So you can pick like the color and the design of it being pressed into this like beautiful high quality paper. And I'm talking about like these invitations (laughs) that she's making for these people. They have like six components. Do you know what I mean? In terms of just like, it's a, it's just a matryoshka doll of like unpackaging. (laughs) And it's like, that's at least gotta be $25, $30 each invitation. (laughs) Because you don't realize this, but a save the date is not an invitation. Mm-hmm. There's a save the date, no. and then there's an invitation, mm-hmm. and in the invitation envelope is the invitation itself, and then the details mm-hmm. about how to book a place if you want to stay there, and the RSVP card. And the RSVP card not always has a stamp on it. 
And this is actually an I don't think so, honey, I have. Don't make me put a stamp on my RSVP card because I don't know, actually, I actually don't even know where they sell stamps. And no one does. 100%. No, no one knows where to get stamps. Mama, I went to the Gelson's and I was like, do you guys have stamps? And the girl there goes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you don't even it's know. Like you asked her if she could take a check and she was just like, I have no idea what you're The goose about, chase actually. is was so wild for stamps. And I was like, any women out there or gay men out there who are like in this in this wedding industrial complex, put the stamps on the RSVP card, okay? And also just minimize. Maybe I don't need the RSVP the save the date thing and the invitation. You know what's really huge is this thing, thenot.com. Like, so it all takes place now on The Knot. Like, everyone uses this website, The Knot. So I, like, just literally Googled the names of my friends and the words The Knot, and I was able to RSVP to the wedding online like three weeks before, and they hadn't even sent the invitations out. What? Mama, make That's it crazy. digital. We're living in 2022. Honey, yeah, I know. It 2022, it all has to be digital. I love that. Just send a link, babe. Send me a link. Don't even send me an email. Text me a link. Text me the link. <laughs> Speaking of digital, I have a poll here. So this is, we, we have a poll. We Ooh. took to, we, we again, bravely took to Twitter, okay? And mm. so this question was asked, who would you choose as your maid of honor? Okay, so I want to give you the three characters from the film that you can choose as your maid of honor, Danielle, and you let me know who you would pick, and I'll oh see if God. it aligns with the tastes of Twitter. Okay, ready? <laughs> Gloria Estefan, Adria Arjona, or Isabella Merced, who are you choosing as your personal maid of honor? Sophia. Now, Why? Because she's fun. Yeah. And she knows she's going to look absolutely stunning in the dress, which is really the big moment. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. No. Am I so stupid? What? I, like, mixed her up with her <laughs> younger sister. So, so. I'm like. <laughs> so, it'd be, one, it'd be one of the young girls. It, it, what you're saying is it would be one of the young girls. Yeah. I mean, I. Okay. But then Gloria Stefan is, like, really supportive and nice. But I, you know what? I just like love the younger sister because, like, look, she can sew. She pulls it off. She gets it together. Literally, she would she would forget her own name. Do you know what I mean? Just like how I forgot hers. Exactly. And <laughs> she's a little out to lunch. Twitter agreed with you. Forty two point nine percent said oh. Isabella Merced would would be a, a, an iconic maid of honor. So there you go. She really would. Yes. Um, I have a segment on this podcast called "But How Is It a Queer Narrative." Now, every film that I do uh, here on this podcast, I sort of like have to wrestle with the idea of how it's a queer narrative. And uh, over mm-hmm. at Techno Beat, I say the ways in which it is. So, DJ Matt Stillo, uh, will you please roll my track? Gloria Estefan is in it. She was in Divas Live once. Andy Garcia, it's giving daddy. The maid of honor and the bridesmaids look absolutely chic. Miami, baby! Where's the afters? And of course, non-traditional proposals and weddings. Okay, thank you so much, Matt. Wow, great. That was how this movie is a queer narrative. Now, Danielle, do you have any ways in which to add that this film is a queer narrative? How did this queer the idea? Okay, also, too, um, <laughs> the younger sister and the fiancé's sister. Yes. Definitely giving queer energy. It's, there was a chemistry there. There was queer. There was, like, an unspoken, like, the first meeting of them, there was a moment. And you know what? I'm like, go there. Go there. Let's see it. I wanted them, I wanted them to go there. I really wanted them to go there. But I think that's Father of the Bride, too. Maybe that's Father of the Bride, too, too. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the, the second sequel. You know, whenever I go to a straight wedding, it's always like that, that little dance because I usually am the only gay person there, which is sort of iconic. But that's actually not true because it's usually you and one other person. And so at a gay wedding, it's sort of the vibe, not, not at a straight wedding rather, it's sort of the vibe of, oh, there's two gays here. Put them together. Like, let, let, let's see what's going to happen. And there's an anxiety there. But I will say... Last year at my friend Alex's wedding, I did hook up with the only other gay. Oh, yes. We love to see it. Congrats. But sort of took him off to the side. Wasn't like, you know, stunting on the straight people there. I was just like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to sneak off. You know what I mean? Everyone was at that wedding was probably so proud. They're like, we did it. Well, they were proud of me. They're like, that's great that he came out of the closet. Last time we saw him, he was 17 and scared. (laughs) And we all had a feeling, (laughs) but look at him now sneaking off with that little twink. Good for everyone involved. Um, Danielle Perez, thank you so much for joining me on this incredible episode of the HBO Max Movie Club to talk about the film Father of the Bride. Any um, any HBO Max um, shows that you're especially streaming and loving? Like, what are you, what are you watching on, on the platform? Anything good? Ooh, HBO Max. I am loving uh, Barry, the new season of Love. Barry. Love. HBO via HBO Max. Yes, of course. Yes, Barry yes. is killing it. Barry is killing it. Oh, my God. Um, I just finished Minx. Lo- it's so cute. Ooh, it's 70s. With Oscar Montoya. Oscar Montoya. Yes. In it. It's 70s. It's cute. It's really gay. It's fun. You see tits. It's just, you know, it's feminism, but it's, you know, period. Costumes and- yes. We love it. It's costumes. <laughs> it's period. Women, it's sassy. Speeches. It's Oscar. Yeah. It's Minx. It is. Oh my God, love. Yeah. Well, listen to that. Now you got recommendations for content by Danielle Perez herself. Where can they find you on socials, mama? Oh my God, please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Diva Deluxe. Diva no Deluxe! E Diva Deluxe. <laughs> no E at the end, sorry. I talked over you and people need to hear the handle. At Diva Deluxe, no yes. E at the end. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm based in LA, so I perform all over town. Yes. Um, come see me. One of the funniest and best, most dynamic ever. And I'm so happy that we had you on the app. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a cute movie. I, I really do love that. Like in this movie, like I'm Dominican, you know, it's a Cuban family, but you know, the merging of another family that's Mexican. Yeah. And it's like even though they're both Latino, it's still, you know, there's there's differences. And I love to see that. I think it was just it was really funny and really cute, a lot of heart. And I think that like specificity, like they talked about how like the specificity mm-hmm. is actually universality. And so it's like a very specific yeah, story very about much. these two cultures combining and these two families combining. But actually I think we can all see that in in our own families. And it's a really fun movie, but it's also it's 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 that representation, baby. Honey, and it matters. And it matters. HBO Max is giving. Thank you, HBO Max. We thank you. We salute you. <laughs> Love ya. Love ya. Bye. Thanks for joining the HBO Max Movie Club. The movies we talked about today are currently available on HBO Max. Check the show notes for exact streaming dates. Joining the club next episode is legendary actor and director Michael freaking Showalter. So be sure to do your homework and stream his Oscar-winning film, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, on HBO Max. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed HBO Max Movie Club, please do so on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might get your podcasts. HBO Max Movie Club is a production of HBO Max and iHeartRadio, hosted by me, Matt Rogers. Our executive producer is Matt Stillo. Our producer is Sierra Kaiser. And today's episode was written and researched by Kate Voss. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>